0: Aloha, friends. Welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast, powered by Christian Parenting. I am Monica Swanson, mom to four boys, podcast host, and author of Boy Mom, What Your Son Needs Most From You. Here on the podcast, it's my goal to bring you practical advice and biblical wisdom for raising boys in this sometimes crazy world. You can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. I'm so glad you're here.
1: And so this children's book, instead of being like an encyclopedia of 10 names of Jesus, is truly the story of Jesus from a little girl's perspective that highlights 10 names of who Jesus is so that we might begin giving our children a vocabulary, uh, a theology that's on their level, that they might understand that Jesus is the light of the world. He is the man of sorrows. He is the resurrection and the life. What does that look like? Well, here's a scene.
0: Here's a story that goes with it. Hey friends, welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast, and I'm happy to finally get to say Mele Kaliki Maka. Merry Christmas from Hawaii. And I have a feeling this holiday season is just going to fly by because this is our first episode of the month of December, but we've only got a couple weeks left before it's already Christmas. And uh, I just appreciate you taking time to tune in and listen. And here's the thing, today's episode is going to be so worth your time. I know you're busy and I know that this is the time of year where there's a lot of running around, baking, hosting, planning, shopping. Um, Hopefully, um, you're able to take some time to rest and enjoy the season. But I know it's busy, but today's conversation is so good and something I believe you can tuck away and really apply all year long. As my friend, Asherita Chuchu, who I just spent time in real life with few weeks back. Um, She is with me to talk about some really important things. But one of my favorite parts of this interview was learning more about her personal story growing up in Romania, meeting her husband, just all of that. I actually learned some things I didn't know, even though I've gotten to know her uh, personally. So I was so touched to hear her story and to hear her heart. And it also helps me understand how she has really grown to be such an incredible communicator. She is such a good writer and she is truly a theologian. Her Christmas, uh, her Advent devotional called Unwrapping the Names of Jesus is the one my husband asks to do every year because it is just so theologically sound. It goes deep. He feels like it really... uh, impacts him. But also it opens up such great conversations for us as a family. So that's one I always recommend. She's been on the podcast before to talk about that. Um, but now she has a children's book, which is kind of springboards off of that But the cool thing is it's not necessarily a Christmas book. It's a book you can read any time of the year, um, but it is a beautiful one to get as you lead up to Christmas or to give as a Christmas gift. And we're going to talk about that and just the unique way she approaches that book in this conversation. But really what this leads us to is just a great conversation about talking to our kids about our personal stories, about how we met Jesus or things God has done in our life, and how we can really share the gospel message with our kids by sharing our own stories. And I just think as moms, we so often don't realize that our kids want to know more about us and our stories and our backgrounds. And I felt so inspired. Even as I interviewed Ashrita, I was just getting really excited about this topic and knew that it's one we all need to hear. So So I can't wait to share it with you. I don't want to take any extra time because I know it is a busy time of the year, but I do want to pause real quick and just thank you for being a part of this podcast community. Thank you for sharing about it with your friends and on social media. Uh, One thing that's super helpful is if you just take a screenshot on your phone of this episode, and then you can share it to your story on Instagram or Facebook. And if you're on Instagram, tag me at Monica Swanson underscore, and I love to share those as well. All right, now I'm so excited to dive right into this conversation with Asherita Choo Choo about how we can share God's story by sharing our own stories. I hope you enjoy. Hey Asherita, welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. Welcome back to the Boy Mom Podcast.
1: Oh, Monica, thank you so much for having me back on.
0: Uh, I'm so excited for this conversation and I just am generally so happy this time of year. I love the Christmas season, Advent, the holidays. And so to bring you on with my love for your books and your writing, uh, this is just like a joy to have this conversation. So thank you for taking time to join us.
1: Uh, We got to hang out in real life a couple weeks ago. And so it really does feel like we're just catching up where we left off. So this is fantastic. Oh my goodness.
0: Seriously, that was such a gift. Yes. Everyone listening, Many of you know that I was away way across the country from my home island and got to do a little writing conference and then a special writing retreat with a few friends. And Asherita was in that group. And what a joy that was to get to just hang out and like everything from pajamas to meals to prayer to chit chat, such good times. And I just adore your heart even more now that I know you in real life. Mm. Feeling is mutual, Monica. Oh. It's it's just so fun when online friends become in real life friends. Such a gift. Totally. Totally. Well, for those who don't know you, why don't you just take a moment to tell us a little bit about yourself and your family and all that you do?
1: Sure. Yeah. So I'm Asherita. Um, I married my high school sweetheart, Flavio. We met in Romania while I was a missionary kid there. And um, we have three spunky kids. Their ages are nine, six, and four. Um, and I feel like everyone told me how hard parenting would be, like, you're never going to sleep through the night again and the, like <laughs> you'll always be worried about the next thing. Um, but I don't think I was really prepared for how much fun parenthood mm. is. Um, they are some of my favorite humans to hang out with. Mm-hmm. We truly enjoy each other. Most of Mm -hmm. the time. Um, (laughs) And so, yeah, it's just, it's so much fun that we get to do life together. Um, I write and speak. About uh, nine years ago, my husband and I started an online ministry, and we get to serve people around the world, um, just helping them enjoy Jesus through creative Bible habits. And some of that is writing and publishing books. Some of that is speaking. Um, There's an online podcast called Prayers of Rest. And this latest book that I wrote um, is actually a children's book. And so my kids got to be involved in the process. Um, And so I would read early drafts of the manuscript to them. And um, at the point that they started like elbowing each other and losing interest and walking away, I was like, okay, need to revise that part. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> cut, I love it. cut,
1: cut. And um, uh, they just, they feel such pride and ownership in the writing that I do. So it really does feel mm-hmm. like a family ministry.
0: Oh, that is the absolute best. And I know from experience, that's just the sweetest thing. But before we dive into that book, because we are going to talk about it, I know there's a few people listening that are like, wait, Romania, Flavio, tell, can you give us just a little more? Tell us about how you grew up. <laughs> how you met your husband, when you met your husband, and just a little about that because it's so interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, that could be a podcast in
1: and of itself. Um yes, My yes. parents, so my dad, both my parents grew up in Romania, um, communist Romania. My dad was a pastor of several underground churches, um, and this was in the 1980s, so... Um, persecution was, I think, at its height as far mm. as just um, the crackdown on on illegal Christianity in Romania during that time. Um, and because of death threats on his life and a few of his co-workers and seminary um, classmates had been assassinated at that point, um, mm. it just became very clear that it was unsafe for them to be there anymore. And God provided just in miraculous ways um, for all of us to make it out of Romania safely. I was, mm. uh, my mom was six months pregnant with me. So <laughs> I was in the womb wow. Um, wow. as she left Romania and she was the one to leave first. And I was born in Greece. She was by herself. Monica, she was 21 years old mm. in a foreign country, had left mm. behind her husband and and son and had a baby. I mean, Can I just, imagine. it's just incredible. Yeah. Um And so, like, these are the stories I grew up with, (laughs) just how God miraculously protected her in Mm -hmm. Greece. And then my dad put um, my older brother, Eugene, on his shoulders and crossed the border into Hungary one night with um, patrolmen, with machine guns and dogs, Mm -hmm. and they were ordered to shoot on command anyone who was trying to escape. Like, it's just...
0: Oh, my goodness.
1: Yeah. The fact that we all made it out (laughs) and arrived in the U.S. safely was a miracle. Um, in and of itself, but through it all, the way my my parents would tell the story again and again, they'd just point to God's hand. Like Mm. growing up, um, God wasn't just the God of the Old Testament or the Jesus of the New Testament. Miracles weren't just something that happened then. Like our God Mm. is living and alive and he's active in the world and his spirit is doing something among us and we get to be a part of that. Um, And so I was one, when we came to the U.S., And uh, my parents had made a promise to God that if God helped them escape Romania, then if communism ever fell, they would go back um, to Romania to continue ministry Mm -hmm. work there. And it was kind of a pipe dream in the 1980s, like several Mm -hmm. attempts to overthrow the communist government had taken place and none of them had been successful. So it was kind of this like, yeah, maybe in our old age, we'll go back. Um, And we arrived in Detroit in June of 1989 and communism fell in December of 1989 <laughs> um, and I, I can't imagine like going through so much only to like turn yeah. around and go back so wow. it took us as a family a few years to go back but we did in 1995 we went as missionaries to the gypsies who are a separate ethnic group of people um, who were and still are in many ways discriminated in Romania Um, And we had the privilege of bringing the good news of Jesus to them, that God sent his son to die for everyone, not just for white people, not just for the rich, uh, not just for those who feel like they belong, but for those who are on the outskirts and those who no one else cares about. Jesus Mm -hmm. cares about them too. So that childhood, just watching hundreds of people come to know Jesus for the very first time and watching the power of the gospel to transform lives, um, radically families and communities and whole villages transformed by the good news of Jesus. So again, it it was like watching the book of Acts come to life. Like God is alive and he's working and we get to be a part of what he's doing.
0: Um, and in the midst of that, no wonder you have such a love for the word of God, just listening to you. I'm like, (laughs) when you've walked through that and you've seen it, like it it must just make you love and want to know God's word all the more. So yeah. beautiful. Yeah, I mean, I think sometimes in in
1: Western, in the Western Church and the Americas and Western Europe, like mm-hmm. we're a bit isolated and we feel like this is the way it's always been. But uh, when you hear stories of what's happening mm-hmm. to the Church of Jesus around the world, around the globe, yeah. um, mm-hmm. He is. Absolutely at work. (laughs) And so um, if we don't sense that in our own lives, um, it's not an indicator of God's absence, but rather where are we missing him Um, and and where is he working and how can we join him in the work that he is doing in the world? Because he is absolutely present here with his people through his spirit. So in the midst of all that, in fifth grade, I went to summer camp and met this boy who had cooties, um, but he would not (laughs) give up. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he was relentless through oh, our junior it. high years, and we became fast friends, um, oh. and remained friends throughout high school. And then started dating in college, and got married. And right now, is after he
0: graduation from? Is he from Romania? Remind mm-hmm. me his background. The yeah, quick. Version. So Flavio mm-hmm.
1: is Romanian. Um, his parents are okay. like full blooded. Rom- we both are full blooded Romanians, but I spent some of my childhood in the U.S., so mm-hmm. I don't have an accent. Um, but yeah, we met in fifth grade in Romania in summer camp, and um, he joined me here in the U.S. for college for a few years, and we've been living here for the past 12 years. Wow. What a story. Thank you so much for sharing. That just is the <laughs> I
0: <laughs> Like I it. said, it could be a whole podcast stuff, but that's just kind of like the high, the highlights, Monica. <laughs> well, I'm kind of thinking it could be a book, right? So. That's got to be told in book form one day. I can't Okay, wait. So,
1: so let me just piggyback on that and then we can go back to yes. Christmas Advent. Um, because, yes, <laughs> that is the story that made me want to be a writer uh, because mm-hmm. as our family would travel and share, everyone was like, someone should write a book. This could be a movie. Like, this is the type of thing mm-hmm. that we see on our, mm-hmm. our screens. And just that, that echo of someone should write this book um, is kind of like – I, I think was nominated by my family. Like, Ashrita, you're good with words. You should. You like to read. You should write a book. Right. Um, and so I think that's where the dream first came. Um, but it, the story turns dark for a season. I mean, I shared the highlights. Mm-hmm. And like I said, it's mostly highlights. Mm-hmm. Um, but after 10 years of ministry, uh, my family broke apart and my mm-hmm. father is no longer present in our family and no mm-hmm. longer truly walking with the Lord and it breaks my heart. Mm-hmm. It's That's his story to tell and not mine. Mm-hmm. Um, and so there's been a lot to untangle there mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. in the, the faith and the legacy that's handed down to us, to our parents, and what happens when there's unfaithfulness and when some of those dreams are broken and crushed. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't feel like God is done with a story yet. I right. think um, right. that the author of our stories is still at work. And yeah. I'm expectant to see what he will do with mm-hmm. that. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, someday, someday, I want yes. to be able to tell a story that shows God's faithfulness in redeeming even the
0: hard and the broken. Mm, beautiful. I look forward to that, we can all pray that they will come sooner than later. But Amen. meanwhile, God is faithful even when we are not. Right? So. Absolutely. Hey friends, I hope you're enjoying this conversation. I just want to pause here real quick to mention to all of you how grateful I am for the opportunity to partner up with Christian Parenting, who edits and produces this podcast. And they support me in so many ways. I can't even tell you how grateful I am for Christian Parenting. And Christian Parenting is a ministry that makes it their goal to just offer the resources parents need to confidently raise their children to know and love Jesus. And they create digital courses, all kinds of resources. They support so many wonderful podcasts. And I would love to invite you to offer a generous donation to Christian Parenting. You can do it real easily by going over to cpgive.org. Again, that's the letters, CP as in Christian Parenting, cpgive.org to offer an end of the year donation that will just help them continue to do the work that they do into 2023. By supporting them, you're supporting me and that means so much. So thank you so much, you guys. And now we'll get back to the conversation. As we transition here, some of you know from, I've shared many times, but um, Ashrita and I have had a conversation here before about her book, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. It's an Advent devotional. And I always say, you know, it's good when my husband requests it every year. Uh, Dave is kind of a theological junkie he loves to study really good theologians and and he's kind of picky about the things that we do as a family and he was so impressed from the first few pages of reading unwrapping the names of Jesus so friends listening um, I think this is airing one week into December but it's not too late if you don't have this book you just want to get it just to have it for all the years ahead because it is so good and it's not just a feel-good Christmas Advent it's like it really does go deep but also not too deep like the kids, I mean, it goes plenty deep, but it's also so understandable and um, something kids enjoy and opens up such great conversations in the family. So it's also beautiful. I'm holding it in my hand. I wish I was on video, but it's beautiful. But now you have this new children's book, which is related, but not necessarily a Christmas book. So talk to us about Unwrapping the Names of Jesus for kids. Again, there will be pictures in show notes. This is so beautiful, and they two go together so well. So mm-hmm. I love that. But tell us kind of how this was born and what people will find in the children's book.
1: Yeah, so um, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus is all about Jesus. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. and, and truly, that is my heart with this Advent devotional that we would – refocus our hearts and our attentions on who Jesus is and why his birth is so miraculous. Um, And I don't think anyone really expected it to do very well from like a publishing sales standpoint. Um, And the fact that It has reached so many families over the past five years Mm -hmm. is truly the hand of God, I think, calling Mm -hmm. the church of Jesus to a revival that we would fix Mm. our eyes on Jesus um, and and remember our first love for him. So we Mm. just passed 150,000 in sales of this Tiny Advent wow. devotional book, <laughs> wow! Uh, which so awesome. again, I'm not. No surprised. one expected. I, th- I think we oh. were hoping for like maybe five thousand copies that first year. Like oh, it was, it was such a like yeah. baby goal, and it, it, all yeah. glory to God. Like He's the one mm-hmm. who did this. Um, mm-hmm. But as as we were seeing families use this devotional um, year after year, what we got was a lot of requests from parents saying, you know, this is written for adults, and there are some. Family, there's like a, a family celebration guide is what I call it. Mm-hmm. There's one each mm-hmm. week so that you can invite your, your children into it. But truly, mm-hmm. the Advent devotional is geared toward an adult or like older mm-hmm. teenager reader. Right. So my publisher asked, would you write something for children um, that little kids that parents could give their their little kids um, so that they can be invited into this experience of of journeying to discover who Jesus is. Um right. and as as we were kind of playing with the different ideas and different ways to kind of enter into this assignment, um, I love to read. I love to read books to my kids. Um mm-hmm. and Oftentimes, my kids will fixate on a book where they want me to read it to them again and again and again. Uh, And Monica, by the 20th time, I'm ready to throw that book out the window. (laughs) Like, can we just be done with this book? Um, And so it was important to me, both as a writer and as a mom, to write the Mm -hmm. sort of book that both children and parents would enjoy reading. Um, Kind of like the more you read it, the deeper you can go. and and I just pictured layers of depth Mm -hmm. and meaning um, that Mm -hmm. there would be things that you wouldn't necessarily catch, you know, your first or even fifth time reading it, that Mm -hmm. it would take 20 readings for you to be like, Mm -hmm. Oh, I never noticed that one detail, Mm -hmm. the way it connects. Um, And so that the the way we decided to approach it, and I say we as in a publishing team, because this definitely Mm -hmm. was a team effort with Moody Publishers um, is we chose to tell the story of Jesus from the perspective of a little girl, whose parents are his disciples, so this mm-hmm. little girl gets to tag along and watch Jesus multiply the bread and the fish. Um, and, and we, mm-hmm. you know, what would that be like for a kid to see that, like, the, the baskets are unending, <laughs> like the bread keeps mm-hmm. getting passed out? How would that affect her view of who Jesus is? Um, yeah. Watching him raise Lazarus from the dead. Like as a child, what would that experience be like to see that firsthand? And again, what does this tell us about Jesus? So each of these um, 10 scenes from the gospel, from the life of Jesus, mm-hmm. I believe, reveals a name of Jesus. Um, so we mm-hmm. have the scene in the temple where he's overthrowing the the tables, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think that just so beautifully portrays the Lion of Judah. That Jesus mm-hmm. is the one who would protect um, those who are weak and innocent mm-hmm. from those who would abuse their power. Um, okay. and, and you kind of see in the background that the little girl is is confused. Like, I've never seen mm-hmm. the side of Jesus. I, mm-hmm. I don't know what's happening. And other people around her are afraid. But mm-hmm. she's not afraid. She knows she, she's mm-hmm. safe with the line of Judah. She's protected Mm -hmm. by him, even if she doesn't always understand him. Um, And so this children's book, instead of being like an encyclopedia of 10 names of Jesus, is Mm -hmm. truly the story of Jesus from a little girl's perspective that highlights 10 names of who Jesus is so that we might begin giving our children a vocabulary, uh, a theology that's on their level, that they might understand that Jesus is the light of the world. He is the man of sorrows. He is the resurrection and the life. What does that look like? Well, here's Mm -hmm. a scene. Here's a story that goes with it. Um, And one of my favorite parts with this, Monica, is that um, the story is then framed by another storytelling device. Mm-hmm. Um, so the very first picture of the children's book is actually a mom and a grandma and her two kids. And she's trying to tuck them into bed. And they're like, no, tell us the story, mom. Tell us the story about the day you met Jesus. Mm-hmm. And so she, the mom goes into telling her her Jesus story to her children. Mm-hmm. And, and it ends kind of wrapping up that way, too, where, where we zoom out from the Jesus story back into first century Rome um, and she's she's saying, You know, you you get to be a part of this, too. You yes. get to experience yes. Jesus in your own life as well. You have a Jesus story that you get to tell too.
0: Uh, I just think that is such a creative, awesome approach. And I think especially because my boys talk so much about their imagination. And and I think when kids are young, being able to imagine that, you know, again, not done encyclopedia style, but being able to walk through what it was like for that mom to follow Jesus and learn about who he really was through everything that he did. It's just a, such a creative way. We just watched the um, theater uh, opening of The Chosen. Yes. Uh, how Season was it? three. Oh, it's so good. So good. Yeah. I'm so glad we went. But my husband, when he looked at your book, was like, oh, it's, you know, we've just been enjoying so much that The Chosen gives you that just creative, uh, Opportunity to read God's word with with kind of looking through a different lens, and and you know I think it's so good for kids to imagine that these were real people, and that this you know there were people like the mom in the story who actually got to see it all. So I love it, and um, we're big fans. So it's beautiful, and I love that um, it just made me think so much about this idea of a mom telling her story, and. I know you and I have talked before the interview just about how important it is that us as parents realize we have a story to tell our kids. And obviously you have quite a story um, from your childhood, but how seldom we consider like that our kids want to hear our story of meeting Jesus and really sharing our testimonies is, is sharing the gospel in our real life. So that's that to me is just this book is such an inspiration for all of us to do that. That was that was my hope with this book mm-hmm. is that it wouldn't just be a
1: book that we read to our children, although I think mm-hmm. it's beautiful in that way, or a book that children mm-hmm. can sit with and look at the pictures mm-hmm. um, and really pore over the pictures, even if they're not able to read to themselves, but also that this book would embolden us as parents to share mm-hmm. our own Jesus stories. At, at the end of the book, there are questions for parents, just mm-hmm. kind of Discussion prompts <laughs> to get the conversation yep. started, to to ask your child, like, okay, if you could jump into one of these scenes, which one would you mm-hmm. choose? Which one yeah. would you want to be a part of? Or um, have you ever experienced Jesus as the bread of life, the one who provides mm-hmm. for our needs? Yeah. And then mm-hmm. a, a great question to to start with is this, just this opener. Have I ever told you the story about when I, mm-hmm. or when God did? Yeah. Um have I ever told you a story? The story is such a great hook because we as humans are, I think, wired by God for stories. Yes. Like so much yes. of the Bible is told in narrative form. So mm-hmm. much of Jesus' teaching is in parables. It's in stories. Yes. And so as yes. humans, when someone when someone says like, oh, let me tell you the story or have I told you the story, we lean mm-hmm. in. We're drawn yes, we to that. And I think as parents sometimes, I know for me, I feel – I especially early on when when my oldest was younger, I felt this pressure of like, I need to teach her the Romans road. I need to give her like mm-hmm, the the five mm-hmm. point way to salvation. Um yeah. and and instead I discovered like there's power in sharing our Jesus stories in in yes. saying, like, let me tell you what God has done. And mm-hmm. and this is all over scripture, Monica. From yep. Deuteronomy, when God commands Mm -hmm. the Israelites, like, tell the story of the exodus. Tell about how God pulled mm. you out of Egypt. Tell about how he helped you cross the Red Sea, how he parted the seas, how he provided in the wilderness. Like these are all stories mm. and yeah. wrapped up in the story is the theology, is the revelation of who God is through that story. We see the same thing in the New Testament. Like when Jesus casts uh the the legion of demons out of this man, he is like mm ready to follow Jesus. He wants to get in the boat with Jesus. And Jesus says, no, no, no. Go home and tell your Mm -hmm. family of the mercy and grace that God showed you. Mm -hmm. And so when that man went, I don't think he was like, let me tell you about someone who casts out demons. Like there's a new demon caster Mm -hmm. in town. No, he's like, let me tell you what Jesus did in my life. Can I tell you a story? And we Mm -hmm. all have God stories. We all have Jesus stories. You don't have to be uh, delivered from a demon. You don't have to be pulled out of a communist country. It, mm-hmm. it, that doesn't have to be your story. And mm-hmm. let me tell you, in the past 10 or 15 years, I have not had those dramatic stories <laughs> to tell my mm-hmm. kids. Mm-hmm. It, it's mm-hmm. been looking for God's faithfulness, sometimes in the mundane, sometimes in in the ordinariness of life,
0: mm-hmm.
1: looking for him in the crisis. When, when my youngest son was in the NICU, He was three Mm. days old, and he had meningitis. Um, Mm -hmm. Such a dark, scary moment. But I remember marking that in my memory, saying, this is a story that is part of Theo's story, Mm. that I will get to say, you don't remember this, but it's my responsibility to tell you this is how Mm -hmm. your story begins, and this is how God graciously protected you. (laughs) Since you were born, God has been present with you. And we get to tell those Jesus stories. And I believe every generation, there are stories of God's faithfulness that die because Mm. we do not pass them on to the next generation. Mm -hmm. It is Mm -hmm. our responsibility to share with the children in our lives, whether they're your kids, your grandkids, your nieces, your nephews, your neighbors, Mm. the kids in in Sunday school, tell them what God has done in your life. That is, I believe, by far the most powerful tool of the gospel, mm-hmm. is the good news of Jesus, how he met you, your Jesus story that you get to mm. share with
0: others. Oh, I love that so much. And and it makes me think we've, as a church, spent some time with a missionary visiting and, and working on our own testimony, you know, coming up with our 30-second testimony, our three-minute testimony. So when you have the opportunity you can share the gospel using your own story, and of course, with your kids, sometimes you're going to want to, you know, consider what age and stage they're in. You know, how can I tell it in a way that they'll understand it that protects their hearts if there's something hard in there, but also, just like you said, it, it doesn't mean you have to have a radical testimony. I often think of my boys' youth pastor who does have a radical testimony, but he often will point to my boys and say you don't want my testimony you want theirs like don't think your testimony's better if it's got something gnarly in it like you a testimony of walking with Jesus from the time you are young is like the most beautiful story you could ever have. So, I just encourage like you said parents to consider like where did God meet you? Maybe it was when you were just so young you can hardly remember, but he's been faithful through all the years. Or maybe there is something that you've walked through. Kids really do want to hear this. I think as parents, we often think like our kids aren't that interested, but they are. They want to hear our stories and they remember our stories and they repeat our stories too. So, and I, I also just love that what, you know, I talk about modeling all the time, but how this just models to our kids too, that, you know, you have a story and as you grow up, your story is powerful to lead others to the gospel as well. So I just, I love this and think it was, you know, such a divine idea you had for putting this book together. And and I think here it is, holidays, what a great time, Mm -hmm. right? If you haven't shared your story, this might be the sweetest time to gather as a family. And, and if, you know, if you're married, have your husband and you each share uh, your story as, as simple or, or, um, you know, a part of the story, anything that's pointing to God's work in your life. Right.
1: Yeah. And, and, and I can, I think it can be multiple stories as well. Like mm-hmm. I think sometimes mm-hmm. I know I felt the pressure of like how do I package my testimony in thirty seconds? Like there's so yeah, much yeah, God has yeah. done, yes. um, and and maybe it's breaking that up into multiple stories. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's totally. a story that shows God's protection in your life. When is mm-hmm. a time when you your life was physically at risk and and mm-hmm. God protected you? Uh, when's a time when He provided? you. Mm. When's a time yeah. when um, he was close to you in your loneliness, when you were brokenhearted mm-hmm. and he was there for you. I think, Monica, sometimes we're so busy moving on to the next thing. <laughs> we, we have our plans, we have our checklists, we have our goals, uh, and we're mm-hmm. coming up here on the new year and we're going to set new intentions and resolutions mm-hmm. and goals um, that we forget the habit of slowing down and remembering. So often in scripture, we're told, remember what God has done. Repeat Mm -hmm. this (laughs) to the coming Mm -hmm. generations. Forget not (laughs) what your Lord has got, what the Lord God has done. Um, And and so maybe this starts with us as the adults. Mm -hmm. Maybe we need to take time to say, okay, God, where, like, let me, would you lead me in a time of just quiet reflection on this past year and help me to remember? where you have been faithful. Bring to mind Mm -hmm. those situations where I felt like there's no way out. I don't know Mm -hmm. where to go next. And show me how your hand guided me, even if I didn't see it then. Um, Mm. I I think it starts with us so that we can recognize those stories, so that we can then Mm -hmm. tell them to our children. Um, Mm -hmm. and, And once you start Telling stories about your life, like it's hard to stop. It, it's everywhere, it is. all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. Have I told you the story of how God provided for your dad's college tuition? Like it's a crazy mm-hmm. story. Let me tell you about Seriously. it. God was so uh, generous with us. Yes. Did I tell you the story about when when God protected us in that car accident when it looked like everyone should be dead in that car and yet mm. none of us got hurt? Mm. Like that was mm. God's protecting hand over us. Yes. And you get yes. to experience that too. So let me encourage you. It doesn't have to be this uh, huge testimony that that leads from like, this is how I was before. And Mm -hmm. it doesn't have to follow a formula is what I'm saying. Right, right, right. Let the story reveal God's glory. Let it just come naturally in saying, let Mm -hmm. me tell you the story and then be quick to point out, here's how God was in it. Uh, He wants to do that in your life too.
0: Oh, that is so good. And, it, you know, you mentioned Deuteronomy already, and that's what it looks like, I think, to talk about the Lord when you wake up, when you lie down, All, you know, because different things are going to remind you. And like you said, once you start, then the thoughts start coming back. And I, this, it, my mother-in-law was so good at this. Just everything that came up seemed to remind her of something that God's done in her life. And I just I just really appreciate that. And I'm also thinking now that as you read either the children's or the Advent devotional, Unwrapping the Names of Jesus. What a uh, way to springboard. Perhaps as you come across one of the names of Jesus, let that be your moment to then share something he's done in your life that fits that name. Because we all, I think, could cover all the names. So I think that's what I'm going to do as I read this with my kids this year. So I love that.
1: I love that. One of the fun things we do in our family, Monica, I don't know if you guys do this, but my kids will occasionally throw out a random object like Mm -hmm. ice cream or lamp or grass and then Mm -hmm. I need to come up with a story from my childhood that involves that
0: (laughs) that's so cool
1: It's like I grass. It. Let me think about grass. Like, what's a story from my yeah. about grass? Because, like, I think oftentimes we we box up memories and and put them away. Yeah. Um, yes. And so it's just such a fun way to pull out sometimes silly stories. Like mm-hmm. they love to hear stories about when I misbehaved and <laughs> when oh, I oh d- yes, because then they can identify. <laughs> like oh mom, you were just like us. Um, uh. And and so not every story needs to be this grand theological lesson, uh, mm-hmm. but we can yep. see even whispers of God's presence, mm-hmm. of his goodness Absolutely. with us, even in those yes. moments. Um, mm-hmm. And so, yeah, let me encourage you in this season as, you know, yeah. Christmas, winter, um, mm. just being together more, um, yep. allow stories to be woven into the fabric of your days. Ask your children to tell mm-hmm. their stories. Like, yes. hey, can you think yes. of a time when, when life maybe felt discouraging or when you felt mm-hmm. alone um, share with me, you know, what was that like? And mm-hmm. looking back now, maybe you didn't feel God present in your life at the moment, but looking back now, can you mm-hmm. recognize ways that He mm-hmm. was trying to communicate His presence and His love to you? Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe Good Shepherd, uh, is there ever a time when you felt like you were lost or wandering astray? Mm-hmm. You know, the Bible says mm-hmm. that Jesus is our Good Shepherd, and He brings us mm-hmm. close. He He goes and He looks for us. Can Can I tell you a story of when He did that for me in my life too?
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's so good. And I'd love to get the kids thinking about that too and recognizing that sometimes it will be in looking back that we see God there, but now they're going to be looking for it. So, wow. Well, the good news is unwrapping the names of Jesus for kids is not specifically a Christmas book, even though it's right. a beautiful book to read during Advent, but it's something that would also go really well under the tree. And it could be something you read together in the new year or anytime throughout the year. So, Asharita, wow. What? I'm so encouraged by this conversation. Uh, if people want to just track you down and follow you, and especially tell us again about your podcast, because it's so good. So, tell everyone where they can find you right now if they want to look for you online.
1: Sure. So, if this topic resonates with you, um, you can find more about the Advent devotional and the children's book at unwrappingthenames.com. Um, We have a whole resource library for free that will help you Mm. with this, whether it's by yourself or with your family, discipleship resources. um, We have free Names of Jesus coloring ornaments that you can print off and just Mm. have the kids color as you share these stories with them, Um, or adult coloring. Like I have some adult readers who just want to color for themselves, and I'm like, that's cool too. So you can find that at unwrappingthenames.com. And then the podcast is Prayers of Rest. Um, You can find it wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Spotify, um, even online. So prayersofrest.com. And in the spring, we are starting a season of praying through the armor of God. And so if you've mm. felt okay. like there's a spiritual warfare happening in the world and in your family, <laughs> um, <laughs> we, you're right. we get to live from a position of victory because Christ Ooh. Jesus is the victor and he invites yes. us to stand firm and put on his armor. And so that's what yeah. we will be doing week by week on the Prayers of Rest podcast.
0: So good. I love it. And you're on Instagram? Yes, um, occasionally. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Um, I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram, but if I'm on there, you can find me at Asherita. Um, We've been posting a lot of fun pictures of readers with Unwrapping the Names of Jesus for Kids or the Advent Devotional. So this is my favorite time of year to be on Instagram, but usually come January I'm taking a break. So... Uh, Instagram is hit or miss, but I write a weekly email devotional every week. So if you go to unwrappingthenames.com or prayersofrest.com, just plop in your email and
0: that's the most um, reliable way to stay in touch with me. So good. And if you have any trouble spelling Asherita's first or last name, which (laughs) took me a while, Choo Choo. Yep. Ciuciu, Uh, I will be linking to all those places over in show notes. So thank you so much for being with us today. I'm so encouraged and just love time with you. Oh, Monica, you are such a
1: gracious hostess. And um, I can't wait to hang out in real life again. Let's no do it. No
0: kidding. Uh, well, uh, as we say around here, mele maka and Merry Christmas and God bless you. Merry Christmas. All right, friends, I hope you are blessed by that conversation and inspired to really consider how you might have some great conversations, sharing some of your stories or your bigger story with your kids this holiday season. And I'd love to hear about it. So if you get an opportunity to do that, please feel free to email me at aloha at monicaswanson.com. And again, I love to hear from you on social media as well. And on Instagram, I'm at monicaswanson underscore. All right, my friends, you have a wonderful holiday season. Keep your eyes and heart fixed on the most important things. Don't get carried away with all the other stuff. None of it really matters. Um, Keep your eyes on Jesus and keep pointing your kids to Jesus as well. So have a wonderful rest of your week. And until next time, Aloha.